Hey guys, my name is Alex, and you're listening to the Thousand Movie Project Podcast. Listening to a particularly, uh, sort of an inherently patriotic episode, because I'm recording this on July, on the 4th of July, and uh, it's, it's a day to celebrate freedom and the United States, and I feel particularly free today, because I, I overslept, uh, it's about 8am, and uh, I don't have to do anything, I don't have to go anywhere, um, I'm home alone, with the dog, Maria's out of town, and I just get to be alone with my books and my thoughts, and my microphone, and just talk shit and have a good time. And the reason it feels particularly freeing is because, with today being July 4th, that means that yesterday was July 3rd. And in terms of holidays, that means it was the day before July 4th. So it was the day when everybody prepares for the holiday in a panic. I got the vibe that it was the day when everyone was starting to prepare from scratch for a social event they'd planned weeks ago. So I was working at the grocery store and it was so intense from start to finish. I worked from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. And every, almost every transaction was somebody buying two to $500 worth of groceries. I really like it when people come up to the register with like, hundreds of dollars worth of shit, because the way I've been seeing it is there are two units of measurement by which you can sort of pass the time in your grocery store shift. The first way you can look at the passage of time is on a clock. That's the civilian method. You look at a clock and you're, you've got eight hours there, one hour at a time on the cash register, and you're like, okay, 10 minutes have gone by, 12 minutes have gone by, 19 minutes have gone by. And if you do that little by little, obviously it's very efficient, very conventional, it's very reflexive. It's also horribly upsetting. You want time to pass. As much as I like this job, what one of the things I most enjoy is fucking leaving. And when someone comes up and they've got you know, $30 worth of items, and I say hello, and we do the smiling thing, and we do the banal questions and answers, and I scan their things, I ask them for their form of payment, they attempt to use their debit card, they don't understand how to use the machine. Everyone tries to pay with um, the tap method, where you take your... your your debit card and you tap it to the screen. But the screen that we use, even though it's totally receptive, everyone's confounded by it. You just have to hold your card on the screen for five seconds, exactly five seconds. And nobody does that. They hold it in one place and then they hold it in another and then another. And so almost every time people have, it's a universal reaction. I say, oh, see that little insignia? Hold your card over that for five seconds. And when I say hold it there, it's this immediate, visceral primate thing where they start like dick slapping their card like hold it here hold it here hold it here hold it here and it seems like an agitated passive-aggressive thing like they're trying to convey to me I have so many things I have to juggle in my mind and now you're tasking me with some sort of new technological understanding not obviously not that I have a, a like a chip on my shoulder about this anyways you go through all the rigmarole of a transaction and when at the end of that transaction you bid the person goodbye and they start walking away, and then you look at the clock on your monitor, and you see that one minute has passed. It is so fucking crushing. What I much prefer is, you know, you do that social rigmarole, and 
you're you I, you go into a, it's just a trance, a hypnotic trance, scanning people's hundreds of items, and when their bill is five hundred dollars, you do the whole thing, you you say goodbye to them, and you look at the clock, and twelve minutes have gone by. I love that so much, and that was the entire shift yesterday. It was divine. Although, like, it reminds me, I, I wanted to talk about this conversation that I ended up ha having with somebody, but it reminds me, like, a few weeks ago, we have, as I mentioned, you have to work at the register for, like, one-hour intervals. But if you start a transaction in the last minute of your one hour on register, you have to finish that transaction. Whatever, wherever you spend any given amount of time in the store, Time is passing. It is getting you closer to the exit. And so it was like literally the last minute that I had on register. And this woman comes up and she's got exactly the kind of card I'm describing. Packed to capacity on the brink of overflowing. And she rolls up and I'm like, fuck, all right, I gotta stay here for 12 minutes, whatever. And the woman who's pushing the card is young. I would say she's in her mid twenties. She's got very white skin, raven black hair, her lips are injected and very, very red, and she's got, like, blood-red nail polish. And as she begins to speak, I notice that she has a very thick Russian accent. Turns out she doesn't speak very much English. I, like, I asked if she wanted a paper bag or a plastic bag, and she just said yes. So anyways, I go and I start ringing up her stuff, and I notice then that not only is her shopping cart packed to capacity, it is packed to capacity with small items. So it's gonna be a very long transaction. And then it's only as I get like a minute and a half into the transaction that I realize everything she's buying is cheese. Swiss cheese, blue cheese, pepper jack, goat cheese. I have no idea what this woman is preparing to do with all this cheese because there's no, there's nothing else in the cart. There's no like pizza crust, there's nothing. So I'm scanning, I'm scanning, I'm scanning. And slowly the number starts ticking up and up and up, and it ends up being the highest receipt I've ever rung up. It was 670-something dollars just of cheese. I tell the woman the cost, she comes up to the register, she starts to use her debit card, and uh, it doesn't go through. And when someone's card doesn't go through, we get a notification on the monitor saying like, you know, incorrect pin or not viable in this region. That's when like someone is traveling from Europe. And we also get a notification when it says insufficient funds, but we're not supposed to tell the customer that it was declined or that it, they have insufficient funds. We're supposed to say, oh, do, do you have another card? So this woman scans your card and it comes up insufficient funds. And I've just spent like 22 minutes ringing up almost a thousand dollars of cheese. And I was like, do you have, <laughs> do you have another card you could use? And she looks at me and she looks at the, at the machine and she looks at her card and she smiles and she says, yes, yes. Fortunately, we have uh, someone who works at the store who is Russian and we have another one who is Ukrainian and they came over, they, they were both working nearby and they explained the situation to her and she just said, okay, g give me a minute. And she steps aside and she just starts texting someone we wait like 10, 10 minutes, and then at the end of it, she like gets a notification, she steps up and she pays with the card and it's fine. Transaction is over. I push her cart with a, a grand of cheese to, to the end of the register and I go to attend another task, but then the woman calls me back. And when I go back to her to see what she needs, she communicates with like broken English and a few gestures that the cart is too heavy. She can't push it. I, I think that's a lie because obviously she, she pushed it up to the register. So I had, to, I had to push it out of the store for her across the street and down the block to the hotel where she was staying. But technically, I was still on the clock. And when you're working at this store, if you step outside, you have to put on a, a fluorescent vest because if you get struck by a car 
while you're on the job, they will not give you like compensatory font money unless you were wearing the reflective vest because then it's your fault. So it's 100 degrees out and I am helping this woman push uh, $670 worth of cheese down the street of South Beach. I'm wearing a luminous reflective vest. The woman is walking alongside me, not speaking. She's texting. We cross the street. We, I push it into the lobby of her building and she, uh, she gets a bellboy to take it from there. No tip, of course. And uh, then I just sort of walk back to work. That was a story that didn't go anywhere. Anyway. The thing I was gonna mention about yesterday is um, I'm not, is I had an interesting conversation with somebody. I'm not gonna get into the weeds about who this person is. And this person is 33 or 34, something of a contrarian. And he fancies himself a real intellectual. And he likes to sort of posit opinions that are against the tide of common opinion. And he does it with like his chin up and his shoulders back and his eyelids weighted down. And he talks like, yeah, no, this is the way it is. Yeah, people think otherwise, but like, no, this is the way that it is. And anyways, I don't know how we got into this topic. I was on my break and I was eating some fruit and it was a three-way conversation between him, me, and uh, one of my colleagues. And we were talking about, in a roundabout way, we were talking about like intimacy and relationships. And we were talking about how, you know, maybe a hundred years ago, there was a much more courtly kind of mating ritual when it came to asking asking for dates and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I, you know, I used dating apps for a long time. That's how I met my current girlfriend. And uh, it's very different now in the age of the internet. And the dude that I was having this conversation with, he's like, yeah, no, I hate the internet. And he said, you mean she said it with this conviction? Yeah, I hate the internet. And obviously, like, dude, this dude's a gamer. He's on his phone all the time. He loves the internet. And so when he said, yeah, no, I, ha I hate the internet, I was like, dude, no, you don't. What does that even mean to hate the internet? When you refer to the internet, you're referring to a component of some other thing. So if you tell me, oh, I hate the uh, yeah, I hate the internet. Uh, do you hate the the part of the internet that helps you do all of your banking? Do you hate the part of the internet that helps you call an Uber when you've had too much to drink? Do you hate the part of the internet with lots of porn that you watch? Do you hate the part of the internet that helps like emergency responders get to you faster because of satellite GPS? Do you hate the part of the internet that helps you like do FaceTime with the relatives in other states? I didn't get into this whole thing because he's one of the, I don't know, man, this sounds maybe kind of like mean, but he's one of these people who's always being reflexively contrarian, but he's very, very sweet and very, very polite. And because he's one of these people who always needs to have an opinion and whose opinion needs to be contrarian, it's very easy to dunk on him, like in the common parlance. But like, to what end? Because he's so sweet. Anyways, I was thinking about what he said. Yeah, I hate the internet. And I was thinking about the internet as like one singular thing. And it made me think of the 90s when you had dial up and there's like one computer in the house. And back in the 90s, like the internet was so self-contained a thing and it was so much its own culture. And you were so removed from it when you were out and about in the course of a day doing your daily business, that it was easy to conceptualize the internet as almost like a geographical location. And that ended, people called it like the information superhighway, the world wide web. It had these names that, that connoted identifiable self-contained spaces. And when someone said that they were online, it brought to mind the very clear image of somebody 
at home sitting on a computer. And you had an idea of what that computer looked like and how quickly it was moving through the internet. You had an idea of what every single web page looked like. But now it has expanded into what I think is referred to as the Internet of Things. So there is, an, there is a Wi-Fi component to your TV. There's a Wi-Fi component in your car, in your e-reader. What seems like both a very vivid immediate memory and also impossibly distant memory is the fact that I used to be inseparable from my iPod and that if I was always listening to it, and if I wanted to listen to something new, I had to go home and plug that shit into my computer and sort of upload the files. Anyways, that's my deep thought for the day. Gonna get back to reading and doing some other shit. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next time.